Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Greetings, uh, Carl Welty here. Hope you're all doing fine. I host this podcast series. We're on our like a 31st episode. And uh, the uh, theme, the intent is all about being a successful leader. And this series revolves around what I call three imperatives of successful leader. Number one is starts with you as the leader and being a self-aware leader and a skillful leader. Uh, number two then is to go out there and, and launch. And uh, the second uh, imperative is uh, having a sound strategy. And then the third uh, imperative is uh, getting folks to rally around the sound strategy, having a culture of commitment. So number one is uh, being a self-aware and skillful leader. Two is having a sound strategy. And three is having a culture of commitment. Uh, I have a book uh, aligned with each of those three imperatives. You can uh, grab a copy or copies by going to my website, uh, wealthy.com, and uh, uh, clicking on leadership resources. And then you'll find the information to uh, order the books uh, from Amazon or from Barnes and Noble or from the publisher. Um, also, I should mention that in the uh, leadership resources section of my website, you can catch any past uh, episode of the podcast or, or re-listen to it just by going to uh, uh, webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net, and uh, clicking on channels and then uh, clicking on the uh, leadership or leadership in the workplace. And then you see uh, my icon, one of, uh, I think, four under there, uh, being a successful leader. And you can pick up on any of those past episodes. All right, let's get started with today's topic. And the topic is the characteristics of admired leaders, characteristics of admired leaders. You're all on to the fact that uh, there is no great mold, one mold. It's called the great man theory or great woman theory or great person theory, I guess. Uh, but... Uh, uh, th there isn't such a thing. Uh, things are, are too highly contextual. It depends on the industry and the business sector and all those sorts of things. And situational, it keeps changing. And uh, uh, so there's too many dynamics going on there. Uh, and uh, it's probably more refreshing not to have a, a mold that, uh, you know, we try to fit people into. Uh, however, it is uh, important uh to realize that there are some characteristics research has shown that uh, uh, of admired leaders, uh, you could be admired, but you still, uh, what I say, need a sound strategy and a cultural commitment. And we'll, we'll look at that in this particular uh, episode. But first, let's review again uh, leadership and contrast that with management. We've talked about this throughout uh, uh, at certain uh, junctions in our in our series. Um in terms of the essence of each, uh, uh, managing is about coordination and uh, leadership is about moving forward. Uh, managing is the focus is the present, the here and now, and leadership, the focus is the future. And the definition I use of leadership is a uh, one mobilizing people to strive to achieve shared aspirations, mobilizing people to strive to achieve shared aspirations. So that gives you some idea of uh, 
uh, our focus here on leadership, and I've used that definition and those contrasts throughout. Uh, so let's look at some of the research uh, about these characteristics. I mentioned in a recent uh, episode the work of David Gergen, G-E-R-G-E-N, uh, a guy I, I much admired, and he's uh, studied leaders, and uh, he was the uh, assistant to uh, advisor, if you will, to four past presidents, uh, both uh, parties. And um, David, in, in looking at uh, leaders uh, uh, throughout history that uh, were admired, uh, he comes up with three uh, uh, underpinnings, courage, character, and compassion, courage, character, and compassion. But even more powerful is the work of Jim Cousas and Barry Posner. I know I know Jim, and uh, they, they've done some solid stuff. They've been uh, uh, in business with the Leadership Challenge moniker for <clears throat> uh, going on 40 years, I believe it is. And uh, one of the things they've done is to identify the primary characteristics of admired leaders, which is the title of our podcast. Uh, and they, they, by the way, in their research, uh, it's been uh, global, uh, all business sectors, all levels of the organization. And so very, very comprehensive. And again and again, in their uh, research, they come up with four uh, top of the list uh, characteristics. Honesty is number one uh, continually. And I've talked to Jim about this, and he's just amazed. It's honesty is always at the top of the list. I, when I talked to Jim, I said, well, how about integrity? Because me, to me, they go hand in glove, and they do. But he said, well, they included integrity in, in honesty. We'll talk a little bit more about that in, in just a few minutes. But uh, uh, so honesty, and let's say it includes integrity. Uh, forward-looking, uh, competent, and inspiring. Those are the four. Honest forward-looking, competent, and inspiring. And we'll talk uh, a little bit more detailed about each of those. <laughs> but first, a little tangent here, an important tangent. Uh, anyway, we have to talk about it, is that leadership is amoral. Amoral, A-M-O-R-A-L. In other words, it's not restricted to just the good guys. And right away, you can think of a lot of bad guys and maybe gals, <clears throat> Over time and, and in our current uh, world right now. Uh, and they, uh, maybe they're leaders in name only as we look at the definition of leadership and the characteristics of admired leaders. But nevertheless, they, they get people to rally and get them all excited and lead them, uh, maybe astray, but lead them in a certain direction. Um, so we have plenty of examples, including today of of these folks. I've thought long and hard about this and the distinctions of uh, what I'll call positive leadership, the stuff that hopefully we're all striving to uh, achieve, and uh, negative leadership. And I come up with kind of four factors here that we can help contrast the two. <clears throat> the definition, definition I just uh, reviewed with you again, mobilizing uh, people to s strive for shared aspirations. Uh, the positive leader does mobilize folks. He uh, chooses and equips them, uh, inspires them, that sort of thing, for shared aspirations. Or, uh, aspirations for the common good, the organization and everybody in it uh, uh, and, and surrounding uh, the organization with people who buy into those shared aspirations and get motivated by them. On the other hand, the negative leadership, as I look at it, is more instead of mobilizing, it's kind of hurting 
and and what's the shared aspiration for what? What's the end game here? I often think of these people who want to take over and so forth. I never hear what the end game is other than greed and power. And the key key uh, motivator is fear. Uh, and you can see that plain, plain and simple around the world today. So anyway, quite a contrast there between the positive and the, and the negative in terms of definition. In terms of, of the driving force, the um, positive leadership is one of common good. Uh, really trying to do well for the organization, the people, the community, that sort of thing. Whereas the driving force, as I see it, for negative leadership is personal power and greed. And again, the key motivator there is fear. Um, the third of four uh, factors, uh, uh, distinguishing factors, is what I call leader characteristics, what we talked about, uh, the, the Gergen and then the Kuzis and Posner, the four uh, main uh, uh characteristics of uh, admired leaders. Whereas the negative leadership to me is demagoguery that fuels hate, fear, bigotry. Uh, I just want to stay in power. So, so again, quite a, quite a contrast. And the final of the four that I've come up with in terms of factors is working out differences in the positive leadership. It's collaboration, compromise, using skilled talk patterns, that sort of thing. Whereas the negative leadership, is attack. You don't agree with me. You know, I'm, I have a fixed mindset. It's me, you, black, white, right, wrong, um, and revise systems and structures. If that's not working, we'll have to tinker with the system and structure. So quite a contrast, as I see it, between positive and leader, positive leadership and negative leadership. But it's true that uh, even with negative intents, at least as some of us may see it, uh, these uh, so-called leaders can rally up a lot of folks. So ranting and raving, a lot of repetitive, repetitive, uh, uh, talk, uh, lying. And, and there are a lot of people out there that just want to hook onto something. And if they hear it often enough and loud enough and so forth, they may go that, just that way. So anyway, uh, um, hopefully that's, I had to take that tangent and I think it's an important tangent to, take and it's uh, something we need to really think about uh what's the antidote for the negative leadership uh, well i think one is awareness just being aware of what's going on there and, and and call it out for what it is call it out for what it is um okay let's switch to the positive leadership and uh, the characteristics there uh i i use the term authentic uh kuzis and posner used uh, honest and i i i added to that integrity, but I just use authentic, uh, uh, be, uh, being, uh, uh, open and honest. And there are several characteristics. One, of course, is open and honest. The other is that being authentic, uh, you just don't sit back and wait. You need to be proactive. You uh, self-express. You be authentic, authentic about you. Uh, so open and honest and being, uh, expressing that. Another one which may surprise you is willing to be vulnerable. And we'll talk about this in the next episode more, but uh, that's kind of a shocker to some people, sharing personal uncertainties, concerns, and perhaps fears. Now, nobody wants to follow a, a bumbler and that sort of thing. Oh, I can't do it. And that's right. No, but we're talking about being uh, open and honest with yourself and people, uh, being uh, vulnerable, vulnerable earns respect. 
and and it also is kind of the doorway to courage as you try things and not to be perfect and and be open and honest with folks and they try to help you and you help them and so forth um so that's uh that's vulnerable and again we'll talk more about that in the next episode another uh element of uh Authentic as I have it is integrity. Again, I mentioned that before. Consistency in what consistency in what one has to say. You know, your same kind of messages, and also your actions match your talk. You talk the talk, and you walk the talk. So that's what integrity is all about. This does not mean, and this is important. This does not mean that you, as a leader, cannot change your mind. And uh, again, in the in the series, and especially when I talk about in the book. Uh, Leadership uh, begins with you having a uh, a growth mindset. And as uh, you continue to uh, uh, learn and grow and uh, emerging realities occur, uh, you should change your mental models to uh, have a better picture of just what is going on in the world, in the world around you, in the world in general, not have a fixed mindset. So many people, especially when we're talking about native negative leadership, a fixed mindset, two-valued system. We want a multi-valued system. And it's okay to revise your mental models based upon new realities and your learning and your growth. And when you do, it's not wishy-washy. Uh, and you need to, and not flipping as some of the politicians call it, like it's, it's a bad word to grow. Uh, but you need to be open and honest with people uh, that are your constituents and communi- communicating with them about the different thoughts and feelings you have about things as as they change. Okay, those are some key elements, I think, in terms of being authentic. Very, very important. Uh, the, the second of the four is is, is competent, competent, being competent. And we talk about competent. Remember, I, I talked about the uh, dimensions, uh, work dimensions of the organization. Leadership, management, and technical competence, they're all important. Our emphasis, emphasis here has been more in the leadership and the management, but we have talked about technical too. So as leader manager, you need to continue to lead and grow, especially as you become a manager and leader, you need to continually go in that, in that arena now. And But you can't neglect your technical work. For many of you, that's how you got there in the first place because you're a technical wizard. Uh, but you needed to take up with the management and leadership uh, uh, skills and knowledge, competence. But you continually need to keep up your your technical competence, too, because you need an, enough knowledge and wisdom to properly lead and manage. So it's all continuous learning and growth in all three dimensions. So that's number two, competent. Number three of the four characters of admired leaders is uh, four in the action, as uh, Kuzis and Posner called it. That's being a visionary, uh, looking looking forward, moving things to new and better places. Status quo is not an option. Status quo is not an option. And to do that, uh, a little bit plugging my book again, but you need a sound strategy. And that's why I wrote that book, Making and Fulfilling Your Dreams as a Leader. It's all about a strategic framework and how to go, go about uh, defining your identity and then uh, setting a direction and executing that. And that's all about the uh, sound strategy. Also, you need to build a culture of commitment so people want to follow. You choose and equip people and mobilize them that they want to follow. They want to be part of those shared aspirations. And that led to my third 
uh, imperative in my book that uh, is called uh, Building Commitment. Okay. The uh, last of the four is inspiring. Uh, And that's a a prerequisite to being inspiring. You as a leader being inspiring is you got to be jacked about what you're up to. Enthusiasm and zeal regarding your leadership role. First of all, the technical work of your, your, the purpose of your organization and so forth and your role in that. You got to be enthusiastic. Um, uh, Jim Collins in his, in his uh, seminal work, uh, Good to Great, where he studied organizations where leaders took him from a good situation to a great situation calls that personal will. Personal will was one of two, uh, characteristics that, that, uh, Jim Collins identified. And the other one is, is personal humility, professional, professional will and personal humility, uh, were the two. Uh, so, uh, professional will is that your results focused, your unwavering, uh, resolve you have to achieve long-term success. Uh, you look out the uh, window and not back at the mirror and, uh, you apportion credit. You don't take, you know, you're not a hog for the credit. You, uh, and this is kind of the personal humility that uh, Collins talks about. You spread it around other people and their external factors that may be part of success. Some of it is good luck and a lot of it is just the people that, that are around you. Uh, so uh, a lot of uh, uh, credit there. Uh, also I mentioned Jim Collins in a, in a previous book, Jim Collins, along with uh, Jerry Porras uh, made a key finding in the, in the, uh, in their book, uh, Built to Last, they studied organizations that were successful, and you would know them all over time. And the key determinant was that such organizations had both an identity, in my words, identity, uh, who we are, and uh, why we exist. And they have a, a direction, a uh, what I call an actionable vision, and and then uh, strategies and actions behind that. And that again, I detailed in a strategic framework in the uh, building, uh, making and fulfilling your dreams as a leader. So you need that. And in other words, if you're going to be inspiring, what are you inspiring for? You have to have a rallying point, right? And that to me is your your sound strategy. Speaking of of, of inspiring, Jim Collins uh, came up with this uh, in his research. You don't need to be a, a raw, raw person initially or or at all. Uh, you don't need to be an extrovert, uh, essentially. You need to be, you know, have enough to, to have your good, good speaking skills and interactive skills and, and uh, be proactive and that sort of thing. But you don't have to be naturally extroverted. You can adapt that kind of style for yourself. Um, and you don't necessarily have to be relations oriented. You can be more task oriented, goal oriented and that sort of thing. And we all come in different sizes and varieties. And what we're saying here is that we can all be, uh, most people, not everybody, we can, most people can be effective leaders by learning how to do that. And that's what I've dedicated this series to in the books I write about that, uh, having solid concepts and then uh, having the, the wisdom, the know-how, to, how to go about it. So uh, personal humility, to uh, summarize that, it's it's compelling modesty Quiet, calm determination. Uh, this is again as Jim Collins talking. Uh, he channeled that person channels ambition in the organization, not oneself, not a dig me type. Uh, and again, in this case, looks into the mirror. 
uh, not the window, never blaming others, external factors or bad luck. All right, so we put a little meat on the bone, hopefully, for you in terms of those four characteristics that uh, Kusis and Posner came up with of admired leaders. Uh, and and uh, the leadership challenge is the name that they have, and they have their their seventh edition now of the of the book. They have workshops and all that kind of stuff, really good stuff. And uh, uh, the uh, I, I recommend it to you. So when we add, in sum, as we add all this up, the four characteristics, uh, Gergen's uh, uh, three characteristics, what uh, Jim Collins has to say, it all adds up to credibility. That's the key uh, determinant, the foundation for successful leadership is um, being credible. And then, of course, having a sound strategy and uh, also a, a cultural commitment, but being credible and earning that credibility, if you will. So hopefully this has all been very interesting to you. Uh, and uh, it's uh, certainly worth uh, thinking quite a bit about and then um, working toward that for you as a leader. All right, that wraps up uh, what we had to say in this. We'll go on and talk more about this sort of thing next time, vulnerability, and then some other episodes. But uh, that sets the groundwork for us. Next time, uh, it will be vulnerability, the the, uh, theme, the topic of of next time. Okay, all right, so that's it for now. In the meantime, you take care of yourself, and we'll see you next week.